0: This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport.
1: Powered by fans.
2: One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes.
3: Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt.
2: Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health that's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at UH1.com. That's UH1.com.
3: The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love.
0: Welcome to the My oh Man Said podcast. I'm David Michael, your host and the editor of myohmansaid.com, joining me to discuss the autopsy of Villas Corpse uh, after a 2-0 loss at the city grounds, Mr. Chris Burton, Mr. Phil Shaw. Happy birthday, Mr. Phil Shaw.
1: Happy birthday for the other day, oh, Phil Shaw, you.
2: belatedly. Yes, I'm as happy as Unai Emery is, but his birthday probably. <laughs> <or not. laughs> no, uh, no gift wrap three points for you from Nottingham. No <laughs> Oh well not, not, even a, not even a trip to a certain restaurant in Nottingham either
1: Ah yes The only one in the country you mean Oh no there's another one isn't there There's one in Liverpool now I think as well
0: Oh oh yeah there oh, is yeah. <sighs> Right coming up in the show We will get into what happened at the city ground A useful game in terms of Reading into uh, this current Villa team And uh, measuring ambitions and expectations etc We'll also get into the three points Media Muppets But we'll start off with the latest Villa news. Injury situation Moreno. Is back on the bench. Uh, we're not expecting him to start before the international break, but I think it'll be interesting to see if he actually gets any minutes in the Alkmaar Europa Conference mm. League game.
1: Because you'd think they'd want to try and manage Dean, you wouldn't they? Because he's been he's been putting in a pretty good shift since August.
0: Yeah, no, certainly. Also, Jean Giran has a bad toe, infected toe. We don't know if uh, what the reality is of that situation. If there has been a teenage tantrum, I'm sure uh, it will play out in the next few weeks. Meanwhile, uh, Cash went off with a shoulder injury. Actually, we haven't got a proper right-back backup, so hopefully that's not too bad. Yeah,
1: you'd hope that was just precautionary.
2: Yeah,
0: Naturally, you could put the result down to this actually at the city ground Emery up for manager of the month Louise up for player of the month Uh, gongs uh, there's always a uh, backlash isn't there Martinez winning the uh, Yashin award for best goalkeeper and coming 15th overall in the Ballon d'Or now I mean we should We should sit on this because I don't think we'll ever, in our lifetimes, and and going further afield uh, into the future of Villa, have a more decorated goalkeeper than we actually have in Emi Martinez.
1: We're so lucky to have him when we when we have, haven't we? I mean, we've said it a few times that it's so seldom. You know, we've had players who either were class or went on to be class, but we've very seldom had a player who's right at the top of the game in his prime when he's played for us. And does interviews that say
0: this. I, I believe since day one, when I joined the club, I
1: I will leave this club one day. We are still or playing in Champions League.
0: But yeah, no, we should celebrate, you know, and we shouldn't be too hard of a fucking blunder against Forrester. <laughs> I think lot like that's a bit of
1: bad luck as well, really.
0: <laughs> yeah, a bit of spin. Also, that should have been closed down, but we'll get into that. So let's brush that under the carpet for the next five minutes. Uh, new contract for Amari Kellerman. You'd have expected to see him for a few minutes off the bench, uh, maybe against Alkmaar, but we'll see what happens. If we can win the next two games in that Europa Conference League, you, you might get some minutes in uh, Mostar,
1: won't Yeah, you? you'd like to think so. He's look, he looked pretty good, didn't he, obviously, from the little bits that we've seen from him yeah. in, you know, in pre-season. pre-season. And, uh, it was the Hibs game, wasn't he? I think he played as well. He did all right.
0: Yeah, meanwhile, the under-21s lost 2-1 to Brighton but that's not as bad as what's going on in the women's team oh, who were five season, games nil point I mean they got beat 6-0 by Chelsea which suggests all is not well I mean Chelsea are very good so you'd expect Villa to potentially not win that game but to get whacked 6-0 shows that all morale momentum is uh, completely dissipated I mean they've they've had a tough start to uh, the season and I think there's a couple of fundamental moments where against Manchester United where they went down to 10 men then took the lead and still This is late on into the game, still managed to lose the game and then to be leading against Arsenal on 90 minutes and still lose that game. Those are two, it's a one-two that really cripples your uh, morale, shall we say, and there's probably a knock-on effect to that. But next week, it's a uh, battle of the bottom of the table as they face off against Bristol City. Never mind, nil let's get on to three points I think just before the kickoff for the Villa game, point number one, Arsenal released a club statement after losing to a controversial goal against Newcastle. I'm, I'm thinking Arteta told the club to put this out.
2: Yeah, we th- certainly threw the toys out of the prom after the game.
0: Yeah, now I'm, I'm all for all the clubs like right, collectively getting together and yeah, and saying, look, this PGMOL, this I mean, this turn you're turning the game into a farce. This is meant to be the Premier League, not the uh, Timpot League. And every, every week there's
1: a decision at the moment, isn't there? A really bad, laughably bad decision that gets dropped on a weekly basis. Because what this is creating,
0: it's just creating a tribal thing where Arsenal will put this off and everybody will pile in against Arsenal and go, Oh, just because, you know, you lost the game, blah, blah, blah. Rather than they should have all get together at the next Premier League meeting and go, look, we've got to uh, have some resolution here. We've got to put some pressure on them in public or, or whatever.
2: I mean, does it, is it worth saying uh, what he said, Arteta, or...? He's just finished with the outcome is nowhere near the level this league needs to have. It's not good enough. I feel embarrassed to be part of this.
0: Yeah. The initial reaction, a lot of people uh, diving in against Arsenal, but I'm thinking if this every put club put this out, then I, I'm completely behind this because I can't believe that they fucked it up so badly. It's like, here's some, in, here's some technology. This will help you make sure there's no dodgy goals dodgy diving in the box for penalties offside just keep it nice and simple basically you've given the technology to a bunch of numpties and they've just fucked it up and that yeah I, i'm no. not going to dress it up nicely that's that's
2: no. the bottom line and worse than that i mean this the sky sports commentator's at, at the time, I think it was Gary Neville, they're, they're getting the feed of the audio before anybody else is, and you can just hear them going, oh, they're not giving that, they're checking this now, they're checking this now. I mean, communicate to the rest of us, not just the chosen ones in yeah. the broadcasting. There's no point I in I mean, we them.
0: watched the Rugby Union, uh, well, some of us watched it up until the quarterfinals, <laughs> while others watched it after that. But, you know, you sometimes you go, this is a bit meticulous, this going through everything transparently, but actually... I
1: get it right. At least At least you get it right. And it's transparent. Mm. And it's clear. It's It's clear, it's transparent, and it's really well communicated. You know, but enough yeah. of that. We've we've spoken
0: about this endlessly. and everybody else in the world has. But yeah, Arsenal, I would have been talking to the rest of the clubs rather than sticking your head up, out like that. Point number two, let's let's keep this an Arsenal podcast for now. Uh, Arsenal under eighteens were forced to abandon an away game because they went to the wrong place. <laughs> Not really giving credibility <laughs> to putting out a statement against uh PGM <laughs> if yeah. you can't even uh, turn up at the right location for a game but it gets funnier though doesn't it it does the young gunners are managed by jack wilshire who kind of disappeared towards the end of his he career did. anyway therefore they were forced to postpone their away game at brighton on saturday after the team coach went to bournemouth instead now there he is here wilshire jack wilshire ended up playing for Bournemouth. So surely he should know that Bournemouth <laughs> is, you know, almost 100 miles away from Brighton on the south coast. Once the error was spotted, the 12 o'clock kickoff was initially delayed for half an hour before the uh, the under-18s game was postponed entirely. Arsenal did not respond to a request for comment on the incident. Despite uh, there's PGMOLs bat to hit back with against Arsenal, with isn't it? They've, they've served it up nicely. Point number three. It's it's always the I think it's the game of the season,
1: isn't it? Right, fun to Coppa. watch. Like this Libertadores, Libertadores. <laughs> Get the rolls in there. Roll those eyes, David.
0: <laughs> yeah. There's always at least two sending offs. Tick the box that happened. It was basically Fluminense versus Boca Juniors. I don't know if you saw. I, I put it up on. Instagram stories, you should follow my old man said on uh, Instagram just for the stories. There's always creation going on. But Junior Juniors all on Coca Cabana Beach. The fans just taking it over. I mean, it's another level. It's This is what football's about. It's it's all about getting out and doing stuff like this rather than uh, doing reaction videos, live feeds in your bedroom or something on YouTube. I mean, you're going to be living it. But Fluminese, they never won it before. I've actually seen them in the Maracana versus wow. Flamingo in a, in a local rio derby when they were both shit but it was a good game 3-1 to f- Flamengo. anyway 1-1 went into extra time they scored a winner in extra time all, all the goals are cracking strike winner's a brilliant goal reminded mm. me of those forest goals outside the box <laughs> <laughs> and uh, anyway he was on a yellow card john kennedy scored that's not the u.s president by the way he's not reinvented himself and resurrected <laughs> He's no, now playing F- <laughs> Fluminese. But he was on the yellow yellow card. Anyway, scores the goals, jumps into the crowd to celebrate. Emotions are high. Come on, it's Brazil versus Argentina, effectively, in the final. Gets booked for, for jumping in the crowd. I mean, that killjoy bollocks, I, I hate. That should not be a rule. I mean, the referee, apparently the Col- Colombian referee, let the game flow and was meant to be okay, but then was just doing the letter of the law, which, I mean, I suppose you have to. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's the rule writers that fucked that one up. And then Boca Juniors, as they chased the equalizer, there was a bit of a, was it a penalty? Wasn't there a penalty? It all kicked off. And then uh, one of their players slapped one of the Flaminese players, which you're not going to get away with that. And uh, Frank Fabra was dismissed for slapping Nino. And game played out, and Flaminese won their first Fleminese, isn't it? It's not Flaminesi. Flaminese. Yeah, I don't think they go Nazy at the end. Because I was listening to the commentator, unless he's got it wrong. But I've always called it Fleminaise. But I noticed he called it Fleminese.
2: Of course, Marcelo, the, the Brazilian that was at Real Madrid for so many years, adds another trophy to his yeah, trophy. He's yeah, got yeah, yeah. more way. than some clubs at this rate. I like these players that wherever they go, they always just pick up
0: trophies. Yeah, we need a few more then. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, 100%. Before we go on, helping to support the show, NordVPN are offering a bumper deal where you can get an extra four months free on top of huge savings on the personal choice when it comes to VPN of my old man said. If you want to protect your privacy on your devices and while you're browsing, then NordVPN allows you to use it on six devices. And... Of course one of the key attributes of a VPN is it allows users to watch sporting events TV shows films which aren't available in their region by switching their virtual location to a country where you can watch it perfect for those 3 pm kickoffs on Saturday or 2 p.m kickoffs on a Sunday for the untelevised games in the UK to grab your exclusive discount, off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com slash moms and you'll receive four extra months for free and there's a no-risk Nord 30-day money-back guarantee as well. You'll find the link uh, in the episode description notes as well. So check it out. <laughs> right into the autopsy. I thought we were going to go through the corpse of Nottingham Forest, but that was the uh, the plan. We laid out in something for the weekend. Unfortunately, it's Emery uh, on the uh, on the table. Setting it up, Villa started again with the ever-present starters, the eight starters, plus Martinez and Torres, who have started every other game, but bar one. I mean, Torres did come on for the game we didn't start, which was the Newcastle game when Mings went off injured. We could have done with Mings today. This, this game was perfect for him. Meanwhile, Forrest only had one ever-present starter, and they, they jacked him off. Turner in goal, replaced by... Vlaccio Demos He played for Benfica. He would have been playing Champions League, but he decided Forrest was where he wanted to play. That big, nice Robin Hood bag of cash. The upshot was Forrest's the city ground, always formidable place to go, mainly for the crowd. But the crowd have been a bit flat this season, because they've, they've played, you know, you're Burnley's, your Brentford's, your Luton's. They're unbeaten at home, but it's one win, Sheffield United, three draws. So what you don't want happening is to concede an early goal against Forest, just to get the crowd up, because we were the biggest show in town so far this season at the City Ground. We gave them the goal. We don't need to go through this game minute by minute, but what I will say, the opening question is, what did we learn from this game, gentlemen?
1: Well... (laughs) I mean, that's the, the broader context is we should have known that something like this could have happened after, you know, your best goalkeeper in the world wins another award and your manager and your, probably your best player of the season get awards. You think, oh God. And and, You're saying uh, everybody's jerking each other off. A little bit of that and the press had kind of jumped on us going, Oh Villa the real deal? a oh, Villa the real deal? And as as Phil came to call it in previous years, it was a bit of a hump game and especially with the way the, the results had gone, you thought, wow, we can go into the Champions League spots here. And of course, we know what. <laughs> Villa enter right on cue. I think
0: it's... isn't a case of just people uh, sorry the players start reading all this because obviously they're reading this this hype yeah. and then you know these are wars coming in and, and they're just thinking uh, oh yeah if we they start to you always say in football one game at a time but the players are starting to look beyond yeah. f- the Forest game which is probably a problem possibly here. yeah
2: yeah, possibly and, and as well as that it's, it's another of those like Stevenage games Everton in the Cup Wolves last season and this season A simple enough game plan against Villa's very complicated game Mm -hmm. plan sometimes works. And Forrest, Forrest, to their credit, had a very simple game plan. It was like, right, we don't need to put very many players in your half at all for the whole game. We'll just put the three quickest players we have on the halfway line. When we take the ball off you in our half, we're going to hit it to them and see what you can do. And... It worked almost every day. Yeah, you have to. I mean, yeah, the, the
1: the broader narrative of the game is that you have to give Forrest the credit they deserve. You know, um, Cooper got it. I mean, the, the game plan was was correct. And I think his players actually you know, executed it superbly. Because I think they obviously went into the game with a few injuries in forward positions. So that you kind of knew that, well, Villa are going to have a lot of the ball here. And their fans would have known that. But because they got the early goal, it woke the crowd up. It gets them into the game. And then later in the game, of course, you get just after half-time, you can see the second. And... We were talking about this in Match Club but at two 0 You kind of thought the way that this game's panned out so far, you don't fancy Villa here because we actually had a rare off day, sort of on the ball offensively. We we just didn't have that killer instinct and the sort of the the sparkiness in our play, um, which is strange considering yeah, we, actually we, 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 we just didn't look like we were going to score. Didn't no, we? And, and you know we, and Watkins had one really big chance. He should probably bury it, but it wasn't like we were peppering the goal. You know, you had a new goalkeeper. Making his debut, and you, it wasn't like he had to have an amazing day at the office. It was quite a sort of tepid Villa performance, very flat, very kind of, which is strange considering we'd actually come off the, the busy period of games the previous week. And you thought, oh, great. Emery's actually had a few days on the training ground with them going into another period of three and seven days. Um, you would have expected Villa to have a little bit more energy, but actually, Forest were all over us and they probably showed teams. Um, who've played against us in a similar way to sort of the way Wolves set up against us a few weeks ago that actually if you get in and amongst our midfield and try and stifle us and you've got a little bit of pace and power which they had didn't they in the front three you had the, the big lad down the middle who was physical
0: You could argue they didn't really have an out and out centre forward no. on the pitch but uh, I think I said in match league, because we play that Russian roulette and it reminded me a bit of that Manchester United game at Old Trafford where we set up really mm. high and basically Rashford all he had to do is time his run against us but they're setting up at the halfway line so that actually give The forest that forest three you're talking about, like a physical marker to judge their
2: runs off to a certain Mm, extent. Yeah another thing I noticed from as well, I mean, Villa's set pieces have been a lot better this season. It was almost as if Austin McPhee, you know, took a week off because I didn't really notice him in the sidelines. But there wasn't a lot of variety in Villa's corners. I mean, they had 10 of them in the whole game and they were just as simple variations of lobbing it into the box and it not being, you know, attacked yeah, very well. And
1: that's probably the, the next narrative, isn't it? In, in that actually the set pieces were indicative of the whole performance that it, it lacked lack variety you know the last few games Villa have been winning games in pretty much the same way and we've just dominated the game Cruise completely has one after an hour and so many of these easy games Yet you saw in the game at Wolves we really had to dig in and I don't think we were not necessarily set up to but I, I don't think it's our strong point in you know, having to grind and battle and we'd said after the game that you know like a it needed that sort of old school kind of like Man United under Ferguson performance where you know it's going to be gritty and attritional but you find a way to get over the line if you want to be that sort of top four side where you have to find a way and I think Villa sort of persevered with doing the same thing they've been doing for a number of weeks and ultimately you know they have earned the right to because they've been playing very very well and they've deserved the plaudits they've got but it wasn't so much a game too far as it Villa just sort of ran out of steam a little bit in the game it was it was very kind of
0: Well let strange. me let me uh, let me go back to uh, what I was saying about the lineup so you you've got a situation where Villa are if you're an opposition manager if you're Steve Cooper you know 10 players that are going to be playing for Villa and you pretty much know it's going to be Zaniola so you know the 11 and the setup. Forrest, apart from the goalkeeper, I think their next most starts was about there's a couple of two or three players on six games, and then have they've got a lot of injuries, and they've been changing, literally changing the way they play from home and away, because at home they've played all the shit teams away. They've been playing Manchester United, Liverpool, Chelsea, etc. So they've been playing two very different ways and also setting up their personnel in a very different way. So from Emery's point of view, this is not that easy to work out how Forrest are going to play but it's easier for Cooper to set up his team to have a go at Villa and as Chris said it's like pouncing on the two deep sitters who like to have time I mean if there's any weakness about Louise and Kamara it's sometimes they're a little bit cruisy and you saw that in the closing down I mean we're playing two deep sitters, so you should expect that that room around that the D on the edge of the eighteen; those two are the ones that are probably meant to be closing down any ball rolled out to be hit from you know 20, 25 yards out. I would argue Louise was a bit slack on the
1: first one, definitely,
0: and then and then the second one, the guy actually got to tee it up before he hit it. I mean, he had all the time in the world. So there is a little bit of that that kind of unpredictability. But to carry on what you were saying, just the way they. Physically got about us because I think, and this may apply to the set pieces as well. I think they were bigger than us, and they were definitely a lot more up for it. And they compare it, Forest to Luton. I mean, they're letting us have the ball in terms of the possession we had, but the application of Forest compared to Luton worlds apart. And there was a-
2: when you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At Blue you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online.
3: There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com.
1: There's maybe, in a few games we've seen, especially at Villa Park, and I know it's different playing away, but there's been a real naivety about some of the sides who've come to Villa Park and thought, oh, we'll, we'll have a bit of a go here. Forrest were very, very um, sort of pragmatic in their approach and said, no. We haven't got the players to play like that. You know, sort of how like Brighton, West Ham, those kind of teams set up against us. They went, we're just going to kill the game and then when we get a chance, we're going to take it. Which they did. I mean, you know, Martin, they probably had, what, three big chances. Not even, the shots probably are even half chances, but one big chance where the ball gets flashed across the box, the guy balloons it. But Martinez has had so little to do other than pick the ball out of his net. But
0: at the same time, their keeper, as, we, as you already so mentioned, didn't really have much to do as well because our wing-backs were dealt with... Bailey when he came on he had no joy because they were doubling up every yeah. time and, and but with you know they were getting stuck in yeah.
1: and I, I think the yeah. the out ball and especially in the first half and most of the second was always Dina but it was almost like they said okay we'll we'll take our chances here you we'll let you deliver it or we'll let you get to a certain area if we can't stop the cross we're going to back ourselves to win the ball when it comes in the box because you know the big yeah. lads at the back are going to fancy themselves against sort of Bailey, Watkins, you've got McGinn, who's not the DRB. tallest, DRB. <laughs> mm-hmm. Tielemans isn't tall. We haven't got that, well, I suppose, a target man. We haven't got that You know, aerial dominance, especially at set pieces, of course, because you don't have Mings in the team. And you saw that in the subs, that the, the subs didn't really work, but it was a game that you maybe thought, if you can't go around them and you can't go over them, just run at them. And of course, that's where Moreno and a, a Ramsey, especially, would get in little pockets and take the game to them. And we didn't really do that very much and even sort but We of also haven't it.
0: got that option up front
1: yep. to hit, which, you know, if you're sort of
0: like whipping it in, as you said, you know, you've got Diaby, Bailey, Watkins. Watkins isn't this, the kind of striker where the chips are down. You're kind of betting on him to dig you mm. out. He's doing well when Villa are doing yep. well, and, and normally they breed into each other. Yep. And this is a problem. We haven't got another look when the chips are down because, you know, Emery likes to talk about setting us up Almost like systematically, where you take the emotion out, and you know, as he said to Watkins, you just keep doing what you're doing. Don't get emotionally caught up in not scoring for a few goals because you are working hard. The chances will come; you will score. Just keep doing it. Just keep doing it. It's like repetition, rinse and repeat. And it's all right, well and good. I mean, it, it's a, it's a system that you know it's winning games early doors, especially at Villa Park. But when you in, when you enter adversity, if you're doing the same thing and just hoping that it's going to uh, pay off. I think you're you're kidding yourself. And cause, I mean, we, we spoke at the start about the whole idea of missing Mings and you were a bit cautious about that because there was weaknesses to Torres in terms of, and this probably sums up the whole picture here, Torres in terms of potentially what the Premier League could bring in terms of adversity and Physicality. Uh, more of the physical challenge and, yeah. you know, getting stuck in when, when, the, when it turned into more of a head-to-head battle. Torres lauded and I mean, rightly so you know franz beckham passing out the back when villa are cruising and it's going well like watkins imperious you know great but when you see uh, you know the size of forest the speed of them and, and they're sticking it up you, essentially then you're thinking well hang on a minute when we played the crap teams you burnley's you luton's i'm not saying forest are crap but we're conceding goals yeah and we're, and, we're, and and the thing is, yeah, because we're, we're winning by, you know, we're
1: scoring in three or four. But what happens when you don't score? And that'll be the, mm-hmm. that, not necessarily a worry, but that'll be the, the question mark for Emery moving forward. Once you get past Fulham, you're into, you know, Spurs away. You've got City and Arsenal coming to Villa Park in the not-too-distant future. You've got a trip to Old Trafford over Christmas. You've got some pretty difficult games on the horizon and it's these marginal gains that, They've been going our way more often than not, but we've already seen when we went to Newcastle and Anfield and various other moments that we do have a bit of a should we say, a soft underbelly defensively that we've bailed out most of the time by our exemplary attacking play, which has been, you know, some of the best in the league. And certainly some of the best we've we've seen from a Villa side in the Premier League full stop.
0: Yeah, if you're talking about top four, top five Villa, top four, top five Villa team does not get beat 5-1 at St. James's, does not get beat 3-0 at Anfield. Yes, it can get beat at St. James's, no problem with that. Same with Liverpool. But as you said, soft underbelly was exposed. And then you're conceding cheap goals... When you're winning, and and that suggests, as as you said earlier about the Ferguson Manchester United find a way to win. Forest are no mugs at home. Last season they beat Liverpool, they beat Arsenal, they got a point against Manchester City. If you get the crowd involved, it's a tough tough place to go. But if you're not showing, sure you've got that solidity in defence, the only way you're going to win here is you, you grind them out, and you know you win one nil or, or something like that. That is like a, that should be in our DNA to be able to do that. I don't think we can with this defense.
2: No. Well, I mean, the, the thing about Torres in this game is Torres himself didn't make, didn't, didn't really put a foot wrong. Torres it was, was very good the whole game, but what yeah. you're missing is the, the, the aggression and the organization that you have from Mings, because while Torres is very much, you know, he can, he can walk away from this game going there's nothing really that I could have done any better. Yeah. Mings would have been shouting at people, get out to that, you know, get to that. He would have, you know, maybe shaken Louise and Kamara from that sort of slumber. You know, a bit quicker just to get out to the ball. So while Torres isn't doing anything wrong, I agree it's it's Ming's as sort of organisational shouting that we heard during lockdown that you, you do miss in a game like this.
1: And when, sorry, when you know, when, when defensively you're not quite there, or you're getting punished for your mistakes, but you're not scoring at the other end, which is essentially the way it's gone in this game. Um, you know, it kind of it, it it peel it peels back the veneer a little bit because there's no middle ground, is there, with this team at the moment?
0: You're no. either blowing teams away, or, or you're getting Bye. <laughs> You're getting beaten by, you know, Warsaw Forest. It's similar yeah, a lot kind of, similarities of performances actually from
1: that Warsaw game, hmm. other than the fact that we packed a lot more of a punch in Warsaw. You know, we should have got something out of that game. We didn't really deserve anything out of the Forest game yeah. at all. And you're going to have games like that in a season. Yeah. You know, City went to Wolves the the week and lost. Teams are going to have games in the season where they lose, but we'll really judge them now on how they react, which they have tended to do really well actually Villa this season. But Emery will be looking at it now, going, "We have had a few of these little ones dotted in," and you'd much rather be winning one losing one because you gain far more ground than like you know saying we're unbeaten in five yeah. and you've drawn five. So it's by no means panic stations. There's definitely room for improvement, I would say. And you you want to make games like this a very rare blip so that you kind of, you know, because if you beat you know Altmara midweek and you and you beat Fulham and you're in a really good position and you maintain where you are, it's forgotten very quickly. Whereas if you sort of keep making the same mistakes over a longer period, when you start playing the good sides your good work. Let
0: me put a bit more context into what you're saying, Chris. What classes are you looking through here? Are you are you talking about this Emery engine, Villa engine, call it what you want? I think easily beats most teams, gets you sixth, sixth, seventh, no problem. Gets you into. Europe, let's mm-hmm. say, but there's another lens, isn't that? Is yeah, are we going to kick on finishing the top four or five? And that's that's where the concerns are. I mean, we're talking through that filter in terms of the concerns because you get beat by Forest, you know, it's a tricky game, but we're going to beat them at Villa Park, kind of thing. And you, you'll beat Luton, you'll beat Sheffield United, blah blah blah. You'll get the points to keep you six because you look at that league table, the bottom half, it's a shocker, isn't it?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, dreadful.
0: Brentford are ninth, they've won four games out of their 11. Palace are 10th. They've won four games out of 11. That's what Emery's getting right. This Villa team's good enough to beat those teams down. They're all beating, you know, they're winning, they're losing, they're beating each other, they're messing around. That's why you can be ninth and be on only four wins out of 11. But Villa managed to take care of business at that level. But when it comes to the top level, where it sorts out the European places, that's the concern here. Because we've been wiped away when we've played anybody in the top echelons this season at their patch and we haven't pl- really played anybody at Villa Park this season.
1: Well, you want to see us go toe-to-toe with the team who are playing well. You know, when you look at the games we've won, and I'm not going to go through all of them, but the teams that you'd think would be around us, Chelsea on the day were wasteful. Brighton were poor, when generally we've always had very tight games against them. West Ham, who we've been a bit of a nemesis in recent years, they were dreadful on the day. Luton weren't much cut when we had a few games like that. Liverpool on the day were very good. Newcastle were clinical. So we'll, we will work out in the next few weeks kind of where we're actually at. I think yeah. not that, that's not to say because you know some people say oh you know you, you're saying we're in a false position we're not we deserve to be where we are now because the body of work suggests we mm-hmm. yeah yeah
0: we we're good enough to beat all those teams flaffing around uh, in the bottom oh, half and teams as, if they you know, have an, an, an off
1: day p- you know if someone has an off day if we play well we're going to be competitive against anyone but I I my big question mark about the team at the moment which we had a little bit more last year I think was I don't know if we can play badly and win yet especially on the road yeah it's almost like we
0: can we can be neutralized that's my, yeah. That's my concern here. We we saw we saw that against Forest. we can be neutralised.
2: My main concern is that despite how many goals Villa have scored, they've came in, you know, singular matches. I don't think Villa are clinical enough despite all their attacking ability. It's like when Villa get one, they're gonna get two or three. It's not like they're gonna play a whole game and only have one chance and take that one chance. A bit like I think the Chelsea game a, a where we of kind of the...
1: rode our luck a little bit, but we actually when the big chance came, we took it and that was that game's actually been a bit of an anomaly this season hasn't it where it's been a very tight scrappy game but we got over the line in that one and of course kept a a rare clean sheet this season but you know Chelsea
0: they've won three games out of ten this season I I would say that's actually the perfect example of uh, kind of gritting it Mm -hmm. out and, you know, Martinez had to make a couple of he good did. saves there. But then you look at, you know, you find out that Forest sent you away when the season was at Chelsea and you're thinking,
1: oh, hang on a minute, Chelsea. And Brentford have uh, gone there and won a few other people as well. Yeah, so like they're the not really a good slightly, example, are they? They're, <laughs> a big, they're a big team by name, but they're certainly not a good team by current prestige. Yeah. Because, you know, you want to be able to go to Tottenham in a few weeks and you get a result there. Then I think everyone looks at you or you get results against City or Arsenal at home. And that's when I think the press are sort of, rightfully going oh hello Villa do look like the real deal now but at the moment this, there are still question marks before we can push into the group
0: we don't care what the press think it's what we're thinking in well, terms I think the of Villa, the, can we the really the players want to
1: believe as well don't they they want to have that you know, you... well I think they started to believe it Chris that was the oh, problem they, this yeah. week and they, they yeah. deserve to have the belief especially at like the Altmar game I think that was the one where we all thought oh wow we've gone to a team we've been playing really well and got a great result yeah. with a group of dominant performance now you kind of got to do what we've done a few times and, and you know, follow it up Ironically, against Alkmaar again, and certainly the Fulham home game, you want to get another league win and and just keep keep yourself on track.
0: Well, then you set yourself up for Spurs yep. nicely. Yep. Uh, you, you don't want to be losing the Fulham game or or having a shonky yeah. day, but we <laughs> and then going to Spurs, you want to go there with a bit of pep in your in your pipe, pep
1: in the pipe, eh? and a bit and the and yeah, the refre- yeah. it up as they go and along. Hopefully, the Chris, the, the refreshment it. of having. Ramsey Moreno back in the mix and ready to go, just to give you the the variety to say, well, we can play in a few different ways here. I, I think we, we play the way we play at the moment. and We can't really about turn in a game like the, the Forest one, which I, I don't think we should dwell on too much, but there are it, it, it has exposed a couple of little threads that have been kind of hidden away, should we say, through the season so far.
0: Yeah, two things. Lead in our pencil is what uh, <laughs> I, I was really referring to. <laughs> And the second thing is, Forest away is a game in isolation you can lose. And as, as I said, Liverpool did, Arsenal did last season, they still finish in the Champions League. Let's not uh, read into it too much, yep. but it's almost like we can't really talk about this filler team until we get to Spurs away, Arsenal at home, Manchester, I mean, we'll, we'll know by Manchester City, I, I think. Mm-hmm. But that's what we're almost like itching to get to. But... There is concerns, there's a lack of, I don't know, dimension. I would like to see a bigger six foot plus, I'm not talking about a Chris Wood, but a centre forward that is there. And I was hoping, you know, I think Duran, I still don't class him as a fully fledged squad member, even though he's, he's looking put your, promising. Just, you don't put
1: your sort of, you know, you don't put all the chips on him to drag you no. out of trouble yet. You're going to have moments like Palace. Yeah. It would be unfair. You would, you would, you mm-hmm. would never normally do that. Well, well, we didn't do it with a 22 year old Cameron Archer and we haven't done it with other yeah. players who've played a lot more games than him so
0: but i think we need an, a different profile of striker in the squad and I, mm-hmm. I would would be looking in january 100% if you are taking this season serious because also you know is the big the big uh, question if watkins gets injured then what what are you doing playing drb up front on his own <sighs> You have to completely
1: transform yeah. the way you play if you do, don't you?
0: Yeah, so a lot of the way we are playing hinges on Watkins. If you can shut Watkins down, then you're going a long way to stop in mm-hmm. Villa. So there is that. The predictability thing is is what gets me at this moment. Yeah. The fact that actually you can plan against Villa if you've got half decent personnel, or you, if you've got like if you've got speed, power, and pace yeah. in your yeah. team, you can set up
1: to to yeah, do. If you're us. dynamic, you can you can certainly get in and amongst us and cause us problems. And also, you know, we had we had a very of late a rare game where where all our the spine of our team all had an off day. And you know, Watkins had a hard game. Martin has had a rare off day. Louise and Kamara in the middle didn't didn't have an effective day. Wasteful at yeah. times,
0: weren't they? Right, let's move on, shall we? Uh, We will see what happens at Villa Park. Hopefully that run continues and then it sets
2: up the game against Spurs nicely. Uh, Start of the game. Well, Sky picked up a good one. Nottingham Forest's previous... 48 games since promotion. Goals scored from outside the penalty area. Three. This game, two. And carrying on with the same theme. This is the way. Yeah. The same theme from a Villa point of view. This was only the second time in 120 Premier League appearances for Aston Villa that Martinez has has conceded two-plus goals from outside the box. The first since November 2020 versus Southampton. I think that was the game Ward-Prowse scored two free kicks from outside the box. Mm. Villa Fantasy Premier League Player of the Week. Well, it's a, it's a three-way tie just for turning up for McGinn, Diaby, Louise. Sorry, a four-way tie for turning up. McGinn, Louise, Diaby and Watkins all had the two points for just the appearance.
0: Right, uh, Media Muppets. uppets. <laughs> No surprises, what's in the trough this week, Mr. Shaw? No, no surprises. Anything to
2: do with Carragher by any chance? Yes, he he does make an appearance. Um, It's likely to be a different Tony takes next week. This week, what started with a throwaway comment, I think Andy Goldstein was the first to say it in TalkSport, about um, Emery replacing Ten Haggett United, got picked up and turned into an article by Jimmy Carragher, or whoever edits his column in the Telegraph. I mean, we don't need to read any of it really, apart from the first paragraph.
0: Well, it actually, it it spread like wildfire amongst the Villa fan base, uh, and it became a topic of conversation,
2: wasn't it, straight away? Yeah, I mean, it's just, first paragraph's the only thing. Aston Villa should cherish Unai Emery while they can. It is a matter of time before an established Champions League club makes him an offer he can't refuse. I would just look back to Carragher's own words on this. I mean, it's a change of tune from this time last year, I mean, 25th of October last year. He said about Emery, I don't think he's the type of manager for Barcelona or Madrid. I don't mean in a, in a disrespectful way, but for a Valencia or a Villa and for clubs trying to compete against teams with more money. He gets teams organised and he's a super coach. He's not for the biggest names on the planet, but for Aston Villa right now, I think he's a great appointment.
0: No consistency there at all, is there? Yeah, I mean, that's just, that's <laughs> the thing.
2: Did he even write Did he write either
0: of these? I mean, the um, ghostwriter um, needs to be more consistent uh, mm-hmm. and not be a hypocrite to what he previously said. But yeah, if Manchester United were going on all gunnels blaze. And they were winning league titles and European cups, and then their manager was like, "Oh, I'm retiring now." Then you think, "Oh, yeah, maybe Emery could," because you know he had some respect for Ferguson, etc. But when you've got a team that, frankly, are, are not on the top tier at the moment, they're all over the place. Behind the scenes, they're a mess with the whole takeover situation. Many decent managers have gone there three or four and you'd class the current one as a, a decent manager at Ajax and they've just been chewed up so you've given up a good thing where people have basically said here's the club here's the keys to the club let's go which was we've discussed this on my old men said member extra shows where it's uh, it's kind of Villa walking the dangerous eggs in one basket and, you know, we saw that with O'Neill, what happened, ten over a decade of decline after he walked out. But that's another story. And when Villa are playing as good as they've ever played in recent times, then, you know, you might as well go for the eggs in one basket uh, at the moment. But anyway, I'm digressing. Emery's in a better position now than if he uh, became Manchester United manager in January or, or the summer.
2: Yeah, I mean the people people used to complain that that was referred to as Stephen Gerrard's Aston Villa, um, by the media. But now, in reality, it's Unai Emery's Aston Villa because he has he's like the alpha and the omega. He has complete control of the football yeah. club as far as football goes. Um, but I would expect Carragher's column this week to be after the Nottingham Forest game. Unai Emery has found his level, so. I think <laughs> yeah. things will change yeah completely
0: but yeah it's that's a debate for another day I don't like this mentality where you, we're all starting to talk about Emery leaving blah blah but let's not shit the bed just yet let's let him crack on he's not going anywhere this season that's 100% mm-hmm. and then even the season after I mean if he gets Villa where they should be he's definitely not going anywhere and then if he doesn't get Villa where, you know, if he doesn't get Villa Champions League this season, he's not going anywhere. If he gets Villa Champions League this season, he'll stick around to manage Villa in the Champions League. If he doesn't get Villa in the Champions League this season, Manchester United aren't going to go, oh yeah, he's good. Because all the fans will go, well, he couldn't even get Villa in the Champions League even when they opened it up to five places. So I think we're f- reasonably safe on that wicket. But anyway, we're wondering we're off, but let, let's finish with a bit of Emery's clipboard. Right, I think we're. This could be the. I think we're going to go to another subject next week. No, because <laughs> Emery's, Emery's clipboard's about uh, looking at uh, statistical things and trends and identifying things that are happening for listeners. And unfortunately, uh, the one thing that Emery's clipboard has identified this season, I think it's R.I.P. for Scott Hogan's uh, footballing career. But we'll get to that in a second. So what is it? Seven three to Phil yeah. Shaw. Sure? Yeah. Well. You went, Chris went for 17, Phil Shaw, and I still, to this day, do not, well, it's only a week later, but I still don't know why he went. He played the Dan Rogers again, a couple of pointer or two uh, either way, and you went over, which was showing a lot of faith in uh, Wesley, Wesley and uh, Hogan. No, just in Wesley. <laughs> <laughs> All right, anyway, let's uh, get to the scores on the doors. Stoke played Cardiff. Wesley didn't start, but he came on on the 57th minute.
1: Ooh, Ooh Phil could be in the game which, then.
0: Yeah. Uh, He normally packs in the touches. Only 14 this time. Cagey nil-nil. Last week he came on for like 10 minutes, 9 minutes and got about 15 touches. Yeah, he grafted. Yeah, so uh, 14 touches. Then it's big game. Rooney's first point with the Blues at St. Andrews against high-flying Ipswich, who were second and you were kind of thinking, well, potential here for uh, Wayne Rooney to do an Aston Villa women's here and remain on a nil
1: point. They threw away a two-goal lead, so... Well, yeah, I suppose
0: uh, (laughs) 2-2, it finished. Rooney's improving, even though they threw away a 2-0 lead. He has now, after starting Hogan in his first game, he he now has the the remit that he should never be on the pitch (laughs) during the game at all. (laughs) So, nil minutes for Hogan, thus nil touches. So, Chris Bird (laughs) wins again. Fight back, 7-4. Mm. We will go to another subject next week because I think, I think, we think should. Hogan's done and dusted, isn't it? It's not it's like just Wesley's Wesley, levelling up. It's the Wesley touch count if he gets on. Yeah. But now we will uh, wave goodbye to Hogan's career and Wesley, we'll we'll we'll, we'll check in on him uh, later on in the season, I, I feel. Back to field tilt it is then. Yeah, back to field tilt. <laughs> right. Anything else to uh, say before we go? No, just, I'm, I'm looking forward to the European game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. It should be it's good. All eyes turn to the Europa Conference League now, and this is a game we need to pick ourselves up and need to win. Yeah, I've got a f- funny feeling it's going to be a draw, but we've we've got to get some intensity back and have a reaction to what happened against Forest. Yeah, I mean
1: Altmar haven't been playing that well yeah. recently, but they're not going to want to get done four-one again, are they? That was embarrassing. Well, embarrassingly easy for Villains. Well, never
0: Nettles. mind that. They're f- they're now fighting. Mm-hmm to get into the next round now one school of thought I've been mentioning on the Europa Vision podcast is maybe they're thinking well we need to let's knuckle down and uh, get the second place in the Dutch League and get Champions League next season maybe this will be a distraction
1: yeah Ajax are nowhere to be seen
0: yeah for example the thing is they've got to play these games anyway and they'll know they're capable they'll have, they'll have watched that Forest game I don't think they're as physically as imposing as that Forest team so I think we're, we'll be okay there but still, we need to win, right? Please do follow us on uh, social media at My Old Man Said. Definitely, Instagram's worth a follow just for the uh, the wonder of Instagram stories. That's all I'm going to say. Different from all the other social media of on the My Old Man Said. It's hard just to keep. It's it a lot cross. more
1: fun than Twitter.
0: Yeah. Until we try to drag out that home consecutive home win record, it's goodbye from me, and it's goodbye from them. Goodbye.